This is 95.3 WBEV. Let's go back to Craig Warmbold for more community comment. And we are continuing our look at the contested race for Beaver Dam Municipal Court Judge. On this segment, we are speaking with Jim Brace. Jim, thank you very much for joining me today. Good afternoon, Greg, and thank you for inviting me. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, We'll begin here with a little biographical information, as we uh, usually do. Who are you? What do you do? What are some of your uh, favorite hobbies, uh, political organizations, um, uh, uh, career components that uh, tie in well to uh, this position you're running for, that type of thing? Sure. Well, my wife and I uh, live in the town of Beaverdam. We've lived there for over 20 years now. Um, I have my bachelor's degree in the administration of justice my master's degree in criminal justice. I have 29 years experience in the, uh, in the criminal justice field. I retired last year. Um, 15 of those years I spent working for the Dodge County Sheriff's Office where I was in the jail division. And I still work for them part-time as a transport officer. I taught criminal justice for many years in the technical college system. And I continue to be a um, adjunct criminal justice instructor for Madison College. As far as um, hobbies go, things like that, well, I love woodworking and really enjoy that. Uh, uh, I like to cut and split firewood. Now, that might sound a little strange, but that's my exercise. And I'm also our church organist. So that keeps me busy. So why is it you decided to throw your hat in the ring and run for this municipal court position? I have several friends that are in law enforcement, and they had contacted me, and uh, Judge Ken Peters deciding to retire. And they thought with my criminal justice background, along with my education, that I'd be a good candidate. And I did talk with them quite a bit, uh, discussing it with my wife. I also had a long discussion with, uh, with Judge Peters. And after that discussion, I thought, um, I can do this job. And that's when I decided to run for the position. What kind of goals would you have if elected to the municipal court position? Well, basically, I want to continue to resolve you know, any traffic ordinance violations, municipal ordinance violations, you know, in a fair manner, and, you know, protect those rights of the individuals. But it's also important that we hold all of these offenders accountable for their actions. So let's talk about that a little bit, because oftentimes, uh, depending on, uh, you know, where you're at uh, as far as the state or the community, um, there's, a, there's a bit of a difference between what goes to a municipal court and what, uh, what gets sent up to uh, the circuit court level. Where do you draw that line in your mind of, of things that should be, you know, uh, put into the municipal court and not go up to the circuit court level, if you will? Well, all of these ordinance violations, whether it's uh, traffic or municipal, are classified as civil offenses. They are not criminal, so they would stay in a local uh, municipal-type court. Anything that's criminal would go to uh, Dodge County Courts in Juneau. Oftentimes we we hear about uh, things like, say, uh, marijuana possession laws. Uh, Some communities, some law enforcement agencies, district attorney's offices deciding to to forego um, having something in place on the circuit level or enforcing that, I should say, on the circuit level and allowing that to be um, enforced on a uh, a municipal level. I believe your predecessor, Ken Peters, put some some very strict rules in place as it relates to that. Do, Do you think that the municipal level is the right place? for for those types of offenses? I I personally do think the municipal court level is the correct place. Uh, Why should we be clogging up our criminal courts with something like a marijuana offense when we have, you know, more serious charges that our judges could hear cases for? 
But I, I do believe that the municipal court level is the the proper place to handle those. Oftentimes we'll, we'll see that uh, discussion take place uh, as it relates to underage drinking parties and enforcing uh, laws like that as it relates to uh, that type of violation. Your thoughts on that? I, I agree. You know, let's say, for example, the um, the high school kids, I should maybe call them, not like call them kids, but students, um, you know, hold them accountable and, again, keep it on the municipal court level so we're not clogging up our, our criminal courts. I think there's been a lot said in the news recently, especially with the resignation of our district attorney, how the courts are, are, are you know, short and they're behind. And uh, let's keep a lot of these offenses more on the municipal court level. Tell us a little bit about um, your thoughts as, as it relates to the uh, the role of the municipal court judge. Do you think that's a position that should be elected by the people, or, or would that better be served as an appointed position? My opinion is it should be an elected position. Our municipal court is made up of uh, several areas. You know, the city and town of Beaver Dam, uh, city of Mayville, city of Wapan, and then there's a joint district, uh, police department district of Neosho, um, Rubicon, and Ashapin. And by keeping this as an elected position, those individuals that live in those communities would be able to have a say or have a voice in who's running for this position versus if it was uh, an appointed position, who is going to appoint it when you have all these different communities involved? So, yes, I I truly believe it should remain as um, an elected position. You were telling us just a little bit ago about uh, your background in the criminal justice system. Uh, in in the, the times that you worked in the criminal justice system, what would you say is uh, one of the more ex- um, significant experiences that you've had from a professional standpoint? Professional standpoint? Um, in, when I worked in the jail, I was uh, an individual that took a lot of inmates to court, so I, I saw that on a daily basis. And I would say when you had a you know, some of the bigger trials going on in Dodge County, that was uh, probably a significant thing to uh, listen through. Tell us about a... Uh, was, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it was many years ago, so I can't remember too many of the big trials offhand, but uh, we, we had a few of them back then. So uh, you spent a little bit of time in the courtroom, I would imagine. Yes, I did. What, what did you learn from that experience that you think you could apply to this uh, position as municipal court judge? Back then, we had Judge Dan Klosner as one of our judges, and I respected him a lot, learned a lot from him, and I found him to be extremely fair with individuals. Even if those, uh, some of those individuals you know, were kind of cross with Judge Klosner, he would take off his glasses and look at them and kind of just give them that look like, really? But he was extremely fair, and that's, that's my intention, too, to be extremely fair with them. But again, hold them accountable for their actions. Uh, we may have already answered this, but tell me about a, a mentor you've had or a, a professional hero that you've looked up to in your career. As far as the court level goes, probably Judge Klosner, um, former bosses that I had at uh, the Sheriff's Department, um, former Sheriff Todd Nails, uh, a true mentor there, uh, former Deputy Jail Administrator Tom Polson, again, a, you know, a true mentor, uh, all individuals that I would um, really call... Uh, um, real good mentors. You know, sometimes out of the municipal court level, we hear uh, some rather creative uh, penalties handed down against uh, offenders. What would your approach be when it comes to uh, to handing down some of these penalties and, and a little bit of the leeway that you may have in uh, in coming up with some of those uh, some of those decisions? Well, Craig, what I think each case has to be looked at individually. 
and, and what I thought of, especially like with some of the juvenile cases, uh, just to slap a fine on them. I don't know if that's really appropriate because if mom and mom or dad are you know, they're pulling out the checkbook and just writing out the check for the fine, what has their son or daughter learned by the offense? You know, cases. You know, some of those cases. I guess I would like to see you know community service. Um, for example, let's say working at the Humane Society for X number of hours, and I think they would that would be more of a um, a teaching or a learning lesson than just having mom or dad, you know, write out the check, because what are they learning by that? Uh, other ones, let's say, uh, you know, a first-time traffic ticket, um, by looking at the individual's driving record, and if it's been clean all along, could that four-point ticket be knocked down to a three-point? Yes, it's possibly that, you know, it, it could. So, again, I think every case needs to be looked at on an individual basis. And finally today, why should uh, voters on the uh, February primary ballot vote for Jim Brace for municipal court judge? Well, I'm retired. I retired June of last year. I would have the time to invest into this position. Um, like I mentioned, I have 29 years' experience in the criminal justice field. I have the education, and I um, really look forward to uh, you know continuing the roles of, uh, you know, of Judge Ken Peters, you know, resolving these traffic matters. Um, municipal municipal ordinance, ordinance violations, and again, you know, being fair, firm, and consistent, and hold everybody accountable for their actions. Well, I want to thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Craig. Once again, that is Jim Brace, candidate for Beaver Dam Municipal Court Judge.